Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Today we have Yona Weiss as a guest. Thanks for being on the show, Yona. Thanks. Thanks, Whitney. It's a pleasure being here. Yona is a powerhouse with property owners, tax savings. As business director at a national cost segregation leader, Madison Specs, Yona, in his short career, has assisted clients in saving tens of millions of dollars on taxes through cost segregation. Over the past 12 years, Madison Specs has done over 12,000 cost segregation studies covering all 50 states resulting in over $2 billion in tax savings. That's billion with a B. That's very impressive. Yona, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into cost segregation? Sure. So a little bit about me. Uh, I actually spent many years as a teacher. Uh, I love teaching. Uh, It's kind of part of who I am. And, you know, it didn't always pay the bills. So, uh, you know, a few years back, I got a little bit into in real estate and wanted to learn everything that there was to learn about real estate. And that got me involved in, uh, started out with a, actually a commercial mortgage brokerage, um, just kind of learning the ropes about commercial financing and commercial properties. <clears throat> and then I got my real estate broker's license just to learn a little bit more about residential properties and get my feet on the, you know, get my feet wet on the ground, learning about, you know, different markets. <clears throat> And um, got a little bit into more investing on the single family fix and flips. Uh, did a few of those with a partner. And so got learned about, you know, in order to learn more about that kind of uh, that way of uh, real estate. And then learned a lot more about multifamily. And I just continued learning and learning and learning and, and teaching. And I got involved with this uh, consolidation firm uh, about a year ago just helping them in actual business side of things in teaching, doing things like this and bringing in more business. Um, and so this is one of, one of my passions right now is just to help people. When I learned about all the benefits that cost segregation has and helping property owners lowering their income tax bill in order to help them reinvest and make more money, you know, that just really spoke to me. I don't, I don't know how many people really like to give their money to the IRS but if you can figure out a way legally to do it and to, you know, and to come out on top, you know, it's great. And so if you, if you know more about it, you just want to teach more people, tell more people about it, let people know the secrets. It's not really, I mean, it is a bit of a kept secret. So that's why I'm here today with you, Whitney, to you know, help your listeners learn more about how to take advantage of this very often overlooked um, tax benefit. That's great, Yana. I'm looking forward to this. I'd really like for you to just break down what cost segregation is in case there's listeners who haven't heard of that before and maybe they don't know what that is. And then later we'll get into well, why we would do this and when we would contact you and what that looks like. Sure. So let's, uh, first of all, we got to get rid of the stigma cost segregation. It's a weird name the IRS gave, but let's break it down. Cost means the value, right? Okay. Segregation means splitting up things into different parts. So let's take a step back. Depreciation. We're going to start with depreciation because another name for cost segregation is accelerated 
depreciation. Uh, it allows you to take depreciation deductions at a faster rate than one would normally take. So let's take a step back and learn about depreciation. Depreciation is one of the best, best gifts probably that Uncle Sam gave to real estate investors. It's an amazing thing. It allows you to take a write-off of the value of your property every year on your tax returns, but thereby lowering your income tax. And even though it's based on a, a, a theory, I guess, that you know, property goes down in value as time goes on. And you know, that applies not just to real estate, it applies to really all kinds of property, you know, things in business. It applies to you know, a car, everyone knows you drive it off the lot, right? It goes down in value. So too with real estate, the IRS gave a deduction called depreciation, which is based on the value of the property the day you buy it. And subsequently lowers in value um, a percentage over a period of time. So for residential, we're going to talk where most of our listeners here are in the residential uh, game multifamily. Okay. That's considered residential for the IRS. Uh, even though for banks, it may be considered commercial if it's more than four units, which is an important uh, distinction. But for all intents and purposes, for IRS terminology, depreciation is looked at residential. If it's a single family, if it's a uh, you know three hundred units, you name it, this is depreciation uh, goes over twenty-seven and a half years. Okay, so what you do is you take the property value the day you buy it. We have to allocate a little bit to land, a certain percentage to land, which land does not depreciate. And then the whole property, you take that value and divide it by 27 and a half years. Okay. And that's called standard straight line depreciation. This is what every single person should be doing um, on their tax returns, taking uh, that deduction, lowering their income tax liability. And that's just straight, that's called straight line depreciation. That's what we do. That's, that's what everyone does. Now, if you don't do regular depreciation, uh, you should because you're missing out something really big. And you know, believe it or not, a lot of people just don't know about it. Just overlook it for some reason. Their accountants you know, overlook it for whatever reason. Or there are people doing their own taxes, which happens a lot. You're doing QuickBooks, doing you know, their own taxes. And forget about depreciation. Forget about this awesome deduction. That's depreciation in a nutshell. So far, so good. Great. Sounds great. Uh, awesome. So we're going to take it a step up and understand what cost segregation is accelerating that depreciation. So we mentioned the property when you buy it has a value. Okay. You bought it for $1 million, let's say a round number. Well, if you, if you look at the property as a whole, right, you have land, which we said doesn't depreciate, you have the building structure. And then the IRS says you can actually further break down or segregate the property into different assets, different asset classes, which have different depreciation lives, like shelf lives. So they say certain things in the property, which are sometimes called personal property or tangible property, which can include things like appliances, things that are in the property that aren't part of the physical structure. So whether it be appliances, uh, shelving, it can be flooring, uh, certain uh, special purpose wiring, special, special purpose plumbing, things that are not considered, you know, part of the main structure of the building actually depreciate over five years. Okay. Wow. Um, and stuff outside the building, which is called land improvements, it depreciates over 15 years. So stuff like fencing or pavement or landscaping, 
You know, you might think of that, that's part of the land. No, it's not part of the land, which doesn't depreciate, which you can't take it right off. It's actually land improvements, which means that, you know, you're going to have to change the fence every, you know, 15 years, maybe. Maybe you're going to have to repave, you know, the, the parking lot or the driveway um, or the walkways, what have you, over a certain number of years. That means it depreciates over a faster life than the whole property, which would have been 27 and a half. Okay, so now we have these three categories, five years, 15 years, 27 and a half years. These are different depreciation lives in the property. What cost segregation is, is taking all of those assets and breaking everything down into tiny details, taking the value, the cost of those items and depreciating them over a faster life. So this actually, the IRS requires or recommends highly that this be done by an engineer, which is why a cost segregation firm like ours comes into play. An engineer who is not just an engineer by trade, but is well-versed in the tax code, in the Internal Revenue Code, which gives the, all of the details and all of the um, guidelines of how to properly conduct such a study. Wow. Yeah. So if I have not done a cost segregation study, how am I appreciating those things? What is, how is my CPA doing that? So you normally a person, if he's taking depreciation would just do what's called straight line depreciation. So that's taking the value of the property, dividing it by 27 and a half years and taking a, a, a chunk of that every year and okay. deducting that from your tax returns. So now what happens if you, if you take to the cost segregation approach, um, we bring an engineer to the property. He does a full survey, breaks down every little tiny asset. And it can be hundreds, if not thousands of different things we, we wouldn't even pay attention to within with the property and outside the property, give values to them and then add that up um, and allow you to depreciate over a faster rate. So now in, over the first five years, you're going to take all this five-year property. And let's say that adds up to being, can add to, to be quite a lot, can add up to be, let's say 20% of the value of the property that you can actually depreciate over the first five years instead of waiting 27 and a half years. So it can be a really significant amount. And I'm just using the number 20% because it's a round number. It really depends on every property, but multifamilies in general will have between 10 and 30% of the value be able to segregate and depreciate over a faster life. I can see the importance of that, though. If my business plan is to reposition a property or sell it, say, in five to seven years, as opposed mm -hmm. to keeping it for 25 years or 30 years, right? I can see that, that being very important. Absolutely. How, how and when would someone contact a company like, like yourself or like you? And uh, how, what does that look like? So usually people do this um, immediately upon purchasing a property. A lot of people want to get the benefit within the first year uh, of ownership. Um, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about shortly about the new tax reform. Yes. Uh, there's something called 100% bonus depreciation. We're going to come back to bonus depreciation. But an important thing to note on your question now is that bonus depreciation can only be taken in the first tax year. So if you want to do bonus depreciation through cost segregation, you have to take advantage of it in the first year of ownership. Um, otherwise, people can do it really whenever they want because it's something that doesn't go away. Um, 
accelerating depreciation can actually be done retroactively, uh, except for the bonus part. You can do a property you bought five years ago, 10 years ago, and you didn't know about cost segregation, you were depreciating it at a faster, at a regular straight line. You can go back and do what's called a, a look back study or, or a retroactive um, you know, review of the property and do cost segregation, take all of those benefits that you missed over the past however many years you owned it and get all of those deductions in the first year. So it's really going to be a big, if you're doing it on a look back, you're doing it on a property that was purchased in previous years, in the, the year that you do the cost segregation, you're going to get a huge deduction as opposed to spreading it out. Um, one other thing I'd like to say over here about when should you do it is this is an important point over here. This is a tax benefit. And so that being said, it really depends. Uh, it's not for everyone. Cost segregation is not for everyone. Let's just make that you know straight out. You know, do not do cost segregation if it's not going to work out for you, if you're not going to get major tax benefits from it. And, you know, firms like ours will tell you, don't do this. You're not going to get anything from it. Even if you're going to get a little bit, you know, wait. So a lot of people, if their property is, let's say, not making money, okay, you can buy a property that's totally vacant or you're putting in tons and tons of, uh, you know, capital expenditures, right, CapEx. You don't, you're not spending money, you're not, uh, you're sorry, you're spending a lot of money and you're not making money. So when you're not making money, it doesn't make sense to have more tax deductions because the tax mm. deductions are just going to put you in a loss uh, on a tax, you know, uh, basis and it's not going to help you. So people like that, we would say, you know, don't do the cost segregation this year. It's not going to benefit from you. Let's look at it again in a year or two from now. And we'll see if you're, you're making more money that you need this benefit and you can, you know, get those retroactively. Would they still be able to take advantage of the bonus that you were referring mm -hmm. to earlier? No, the, no, unfortunately, the bonus, the law that they made is only within the first year of right. ownership. You can take advantage of the bonus. So would I, would there ever be a reason to contact you, say, before I close on a property? Sure. Um, a lot of our clients like to put in the pro forma, like to put in their business plan, uh, the, you know, ca the cash flow that they'll be expecting from having the extra tax deductions mm. in, even in the first year. So, you know, for people who are making a business plan and want to show their investors what the benefit will be through cost segregation, people will get it done even before closing. However, you know, it's a little bit risky if you don't know if you're going to close hundred percent, you know, I wouldn't go ahead and hire an engineer, which there is a cost involved in hiring the engineer and doing the study. Um, you know, that's obviously a risk that you have to judge. I usually tell people, unless they know for certain um, that they're going to close, nothing's for certain, but I usually tell them, wait until you finish closing. But we have one client in New York who's buying, you know, huge, you know, condominiums and skyscrapers that as soon as they go under contract, they want to get it done because they want to show their business plan to the investors. And, and he'll do it right away. And his track record is probably established well enough that he knows fairly certain that he's going to close. Absolutely. So during that process, what time of, how long or length of time should we allow to get that completed? Um, usually allow, you know, a few weeks, you know, in terms of uh, scheduling to have an engineer come to the property you know, we usually, we have, uh, you know, many firms across the country, 
you know, have engineers on staff like ours. We have 12 engineers full-time on staff in different locations throughout the country so that we can, you know, schedule site visits, you know, all 365 days a year, basically. We're, you know, crisscrossing in the country to, uh, you know, make these things happen. So it usually takes a couple of weeks to just schedule that in. And then once that's done, it takes another few weeks just to prepare the full study, get it reviewed properly several times by our tax experts, make sure that everything is 100%, you know, clear. And um, yeah, usually, you know, a pretty quick turnaround. Is that, does that result in a report that you are, are giving me or does that result in maybe communication between you and my CPA? What does that look like? Absolutely both. Absolutely. We'll, you know, communicate with the accountant, with your CPA, make sure that, you know, you obviously your best interests and your accountant's best interests are, um, you know, taken into account. Obviously we are not an accounting firm. Uh, there are a number of accounting firms that have consolidation, you know, on their, you know, bucket, you know, on their list of their services, you know, they'll have engineers on staff in order to perform the service. We're just a, a specialized firm that does cost segregation. So we work together with your accountant uh, to make sure that this makes sense for you. Make sure that the land allocation is the percentage that is good, you know, going to work for you. Make sure that this is going to benefit you in this year and, you know, everything that's needed to be done. Uh, we'll make sure also that, um, you know, obviously if there is other issues that come up, you know, with your investors or what have you, uh, we can get into that. Certain types of investors may not benefit from cost segregation if they're investing from a retirement account, for example, um, that's not taxable. You know, you have to just make sure that, you know, who in when the uh, study, like you said, yeah, we'll prepare a study. When that's prepared, the new depreciation schedule that is prepared through that has to be, um, you know, allocated properly through those investors. Is it possible that my CPA, who I feel like is, is very talented, that they have somebody like this in their office and we just haven't discussed it? Um, you know, if he hasn't discussed it with you yet. <laughs> Maybe you need a new CPA. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't have someone in the office taking care of it. I mean, I, when I said there are accounting firms that do have engineers on staff, I'm usually talking about the very large, you know, the big four top 10 accounting firms in the country that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of clients. They're dealing with big corporations uh, you know, it makes sense for them to keep, you know, engineers on staff for this specific purpose, where the small, you know, accounting firms usually don't do this and will outsource this for their clients uh, to companies like ours. And we actually have partnerships and uh, relationships with hundreds of accountants across the country. What kind of costs should I allow or have in mind for a cost segregation study? Um, you know, it's going to vary from property to property. Uh, obviously, it depends on the scope of work. And this is an important point. There are companies out there who are doing something that may not be looked at 100% uh, according to IRS, which is that they're going to take a contingency fee. They're going to want to take a percentage of the tax savings that you're going to get. That's, you know, kind of a little bit, a little bit suspect. Um, our fees are based on the scope of work that we're going to do. So, you know, if your property is, you know, 30,000 square feet, okay, it's going to be X amount of work that's going to go into it. You know, if it's, you know, 30,000 square feet and 100 units versus 30,000 square feet and 300 units, right, there's going to be a different amount of work involved there. Um, generally speaking, our services for uh, something like this range for multifamily, it's pretty general, ranges between about four and $5,000 
um, for a full study, full report. And that, like I said, is regardless if you're going to get $100,000 of tax benefits or $10 million of tax benefits, it's going to be the same fee. And that's something that we stand behind. There's no extra hidden costs, no extra fees. Uh, we stand behind our work 100%. If for, you know, for any reason, a person would get audited, God forbid, uh, you know, consultation is not going to trigger that because this is an IRS, you know, not just a proof method. This is actually the uh, correct way of depreciation, depreciating your property, according to the IRS, which is something that people kind of blows people's mind. It's the, the IRS wants you to break it down into five year, 15 year, 27 and a half year depreciation lives. It wants you to do that. Now you have to hire a firm to do it. You have to do the work. And the question always comes up, if the IRS says you should do it this way and encourages this, why don't they enforce it? Why don't they say you have to do it this way? And a great thing I actually uh, just read recently in uh, a book by Tom Wheelwright, which is a, an amazing book. I highly recommend it. It's called Tax-Free Wealth uh, by Tom Wheelwright, an amazing tax expert. He, he says over there, in a, a great quote, he says, the IRS knows that, you know, CPAs and, you know, people, uh, their laziness of not doing this means more revenue for the U.S. Treasury. So they're not going to tell you have to do it because in the end of the day, it means they're going to get less money. Um, so, you know, go figure. Wow. What about when I'm thinking about, do I need a cost segregation study completed? Or, or maybe I'm on the fence or thinking, no, that doesn't apply to me. You know, right. what's, what's the person that I'm sure you deal with people like that often, but how do I, how do I know initially that, okay, I, I really should think about having this completed, you know, or maybe my budget's really tight. I think, no, I can't afford that right now, but it sounds like I can't afford not to, right. to have it completed. Right. So the great thing about uh, what we'll, you know, part of our service and many firms do this is we'll prepare a a feasibility analysis, which is basically an estimate and a projection of what we would assume the tax benefits you would get for completing a full study. And we'll do this for free. It's completely complimentary on any property. We'll take a look at it. And since we've done thousands of properties like this, we'll say, listen, a property that looks like this, this many square feet, this many units, you know, we'll know more or less. Um, and, you know, we'll give a conservative estimate how what your tax savings is going to be. So you can take that review it with your accountant, see if it makes sense to do. That being said, I usually make like a, you know, kind of, you know, a line. I say, you know, property that bought, that's bought for over $1 million, you're going to see a great deal of benefit in doing cost segregation. So the three, you know, three, four, $5,000 of, uh, you know, paying out of your pocket, which actually is also a write-off. You, you can write that off. Um, as part of a business expense, that actually will be saving you, you know, benefit in taxes, you know, at, at least a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in taxes. So, for sure, you know, it usually makes sense. However, we'll run the numbers, let you make that educated decision yourself, and see if it makes sense for you on an individual basis. Like I said before, if you're not taxable, if you're not making money, right? And we have plenty of people that they're like, Hey, you know what? I don't have any income tax right now. <laughs> my accountant is that good. Or I have that much depreciation from my other properties, you know, that I don't need it done right now. And that's great. You know, we want to make sure that it's going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll make that, make sure you can make that educated decision. 
And that's done over the phone mostly or that initial assessment? Or do you have to come out to the property? What does that look like? Send you right. information? So that, yeah, that um, that initial assessment we'll do just based on some property information. So we'll take some uh, information from you, how much it was purchased for, when was it placed in service, what's the square footage, et cetera. That information is enough for us to prepare like initial assessment. Um, the engineer doesn't need to go to the property for that. And we'll give you a conservative estimate of what we think you would do. If you want to go through with it, we can, uh, you know, go, go forward from there. At that point, we'll send the engineer to the property to take a full survey with pictures, with video, with, you know, a full assessment of the property. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a great detailed explanation. And I really appreciate your time and uh, the time has flown by today. And, um, what is the best way for people to contact you or to, um, look into your services? Sure. You can, uh, you know, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love that place. Uh, that's how we connected Whitney. It's right. It's a great place. I like to post a lot about conservation on our business and, uh, my, you know, my email, maybe you can put it in the notes or whatever is why at madisonspecs.com. That's my first letter of my name, last name, W E I S S at Madison specs. Uh, you can check us out on the internet. You can, um, you know, look for other firms as well, but you'll come back to the value of the relationship and, you know, see what, what we can give you. That sounds great. We'll definitely have that in the show notes of how you can get a hold of Yona and other things that we've mentioned. Um, please subscribe. We thank you for listening to the show today and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Yona. Thanks, Whitney. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital. Making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success. 